0: Ayah number eight. Waminan nasi and among people are man who yujadil They argue, they dispute about Allah. Begayri ilmin without any knowledge. This is mentioned again. That on the basis of ignorance, pride, what do many people do? They argue about Allah. Wala hudan nor any guidance. First of all, this person has no knowledge. And secondly, what he's saying is not even based on any guidance. What is guidance? Something that has come from the messengers, through the messengers. Walā kitāb munir Nor any enlightening book. Meaning a book, a scripture that was revealed from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, the argument of these people is without any logical or textual evidence. Then what they assert, what is it based on? Their desires, their opinions. In Surah Ghafir, ayah 56, Allah says, "Inna ladhina yujadiluna fi ayati Allahi bighayri sultanan ata'hum in fi sudurihim illa kibrun ma hum That such people in their hearts is only pride. And that is what is described in the following verse. Thaniya yatu Twisting his neck, meaning when the truth is presented to him, he doesn't accept it. He argues instead. And his argument is not based on any textual or logical evidence. Thaniya iltufihi. Thaniya, from the root letters, thaniya. Thani is one who folds. Remember the word yathnuna? Yathnuna sudurahum? They fold their chests, meaning they bend forwards. Hmm? Thani is one who folds, one who bends. And the word thani is also used for one who is second. Thani Asnain idhuma filgar. So thani one who seconds. Because thaniun is to fold. And when you fold something, when you double it, right? So for example, you have a sheet, a piece of paper, and then you fold it. When you fold it, you are dividing it into two parts. Right? So when you fold, you are doubling. Alright? You double the object. Now Thani is who one who folds all right one who folds so Th he folds his earth what is earth side of the body the neck or the face the side of the body all right so he Thanifi he turns his face and neck away in pride in arrogance meaning he doesn't face anymore what does he do he just turns his face away and goes away, walks away. What does this show? If a person is in front of you, you're talking to them. Right? And what do they do? They just turn their face away, their body away from you, as if they're folding away from you, and they walk away. What does it mean? They're interested in hearing what you have to say? Not at all. Or for instance, if you're talking to someone and they turn their face away, what does it mean? They're really upset. Right? They're really upset. So Thania عطفهي Folding his neck, twisting his neck as if disagreeing and showing that I don't care about what you're saying, I don't agree with you. and Sabilillah. As a result, what does this person do? He misleads others from the way of Allah also. Because when he will reject, then what will happen? Others will also reject. When he will refuse to accept, then others will also follow. Just like the Prophet, ﷺ, when he was told to do dawah to his family. What did the Prophet ﷺ do? He invited his family members to his house, prepared a meal for them, served them. And his intention was that after the meal, he was going to do da'wah to them. So what happened after the meal, he spoke to them, everybody was quiet, shocked at what they had heard. Almost they wanted to accept, but at the same time they were hesitant. But Abu Lahab, what did he do? What did he do? He spoke over there and he said, Stop, Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. Don't let him continue because if you don't stop him, we will be humiliated. At another occasion, when the Prophet Sallallahu was told that Fasdar bima Umar, proclaim what you have been commanded. So the Prophet Sallallahu went on top of Mount Safa and he called everybody, and then he warned them. What did Abu Lahab do? He took a handful of sand and he threw it, and he said, Taballak Hada da'utana? Woe to you, may you be destroyed. You call this for this reason. So everybody was quiet. Nobody openly accepted and nobody openly rejected. But when Abu Lahab, he rejected the Prophet ﷺ openly, arrogantly, what happened? So many people followed him an For such a person who's being so arrogant, Allah says Lahu dunya khizyun for him in this world is humiliation. And we will make him taste on the day of judgment the punishment of burning. Hariq What does Hariq mean? To light something on fire, to burn it, to set it ablaze. Just like the people of Ibrahim they said Harikuhu. Burn him, meaning light him on fire. Burn him to death. So the person who is so arrogant, refusing to accept, then is it really big? No. Allah says, لَهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا For him is disgrace and humiliation in this life. ذَلِكَ بِمَا That is because of what your hands have put forth. Meaning you have brought this result upon yourself. This is a result of your pride. And indeed Allah abid. <لِلْعَبِيد> he is not at all, ever unjust to His servants. Allah is not unjust to His servants at all. Even a little bit He is not. وَمِنَ nasi. Now another attitude is mentioned. So we see that so far what have we learned? People who argue about Allah without knowledge, without any guidance, without any proof, who reject based on arrogance. And what is the result of such people? Humiliation in Dunya and akhirah. Now another attitude is mentioned. Waminanna see and among people, Mayabudullaha is the one who worships Allah ala harf on an edge. Harf literally is the edge of something, the end of something. So for example, the edge of a cliff. Or for instance, there is a field, there is a garden that is fenced. So the edge of that, meaning the fence, what is that? Harf. So there is a person who worships Allah on an edge. What does it mean by this? On an edge. In the Quran we are told, اُدْخُلُوا فِي kaf." Enter into Islam completely. But this person doesn't enter into the field of Islam completely. What does he do? He just stays at the edge. He's not fully in it. He's not even out of it. He's just at the border. Why? Why? Think about it. Why would a person just stay at the border? He wouldn't go fully in. Okay, he still has doubts. Okay, he's not certain, right? He's not sure. Okay, he wants the best of both the worlds, right? He wants the benefits of being Muslim, and he also wants other benefits, right? So he's not fully in. How would you describe this person? Is he stable? No, he's not. He's wavering. He's still in doubt. So this person, eventually what will happen? Either he will fall this way or he will fall that way. You know, for instance, if a person is hanging off a bus, what will happen? Either he will fall off the bus or he will have to get to a place in the bus which is more safe. Right? He cannot continue like that for a long time. Which is why usually, why is it that people will hang off a bus? Because the ride is very short. It's just 10 minutes, maybe half an hour, maximum. Right? But if it's a long journey, nobody's gonna hang off the bus. Because either you're gonna fall off, you're gonna give up, or you're gonna get somewhere in the bus where you can sit properly. So, some people worship Allah in this manner. Unstable. They're not sure. They're not 100% in it. And there's different forms of worship, right? Whether it is salah, or it is wearing the hijab, any act of worship. Allah. فَإِنْ أَصَابَهُ خيرٌ Then if some good reaches him, he is touched by some good. What kind of good? A word of praise. Or it's very easy. Or he begins to do something good and he sees good results immediately. Right? He starts praying salah and then he sees that his health is getting better. Or He takes his religion seriously and he sees that he is, you know, just getting better and better at everything. What happens to him? He is reassured by it, he is reassured by that good, or he is confident about that religion, about ibadah, and so he continues to worship Allah. He will carry on. But if some fitna, some trial, hits him what kind of trial like sickness or some kind of opposition some kind of hostility the hijab was worn and all of a sudden people's attitude has changed and a person says i can't handle this anymore at work or at school in asabatu fitnatun if some fitna hits him what's the reaction in qalaba ala he turns on his face, meaning he flips to the other direction and he walks away from ibadah. He leaves Ribada behind. Because in qalaba ala when you turn your face away from something, what does it mean? You don't want it anymore. You're going away. So he leaves ibadah and he goes away. He leaves Islam and he goes away. Such a person, Allah says, khasirat dunya, he has lost in the dunya, wal akhirah, and even the akhirah. He has suffered loss in dunya and akhirah. How has he suffered loss in dunya? Because that trial that hit him, that difficulty that reached him, obviously because of that difficulty he suffered. Some financial loss or some lack of confidence or some kind of loss he suffered because of that fitna. And wal akhirah. But what is worse is that he will suffer in the akhirah as well. You see, in life, there are trials, there are difficulties for everyone, for every person. But when a believer suffers, when a believer suffers, then what happens? At least he will be rewarded for that suffering, for his patience. And when a believer suffers, then what does that mean? That the reward will be greater. That inshaAllah, after this period of hardship, there will be good, or with this hardship will be good. Right, but when a person says, "No, no, I can't handle this. I'm leaving this," then ad dunya Akhirah. He is going to suffer in dunya and the akhirah. And Allah says, "That is the manifest loss, because such a person is losing in dunya and akhirah." The thing is that we have to understand that we are Allah's servants. We belong to Him and Him alone. He is our master. He can put us in difficulty and He can also take us out from it. And there is nothing that happens in life except that it happens with His will. And His will is with His wisdom. And He has sent us in this dunya for what? For a test. And trials in life, why do they come? To wake us up and to increase our reward. Now when we are in difficulty, there are two options. One is that we give up. We walk away. When will a person give up? When will he walk away? When he was not determined to begin with. He had no end, no destination, no goal in mind. That's when he will give up. Right? Like for example, if you leave your house thinking, you know, maybe I should go to the grocery store. Maybe. I think I should go. And you're driving and then to go to the grocery store, you have to turn right. You're like, should I? Should I not? No, I won't. And you go straight. Why? Why did you do that? Because you are not, you are not certain about your goal. If you really wanted to go to the grocery store, you would go. Right? You would definitely go. So when is it that a person gives up? When is it that he walks away? Because he was not determined to begin with. He had no goal in mind. He had no end that he was striving towards. Now the other way is that a person holds on strong and he says the storm will pass. He's determined and he's focused on the goal. So he says, you know, for instance, a person is driving, the weather is really bad, snow, slippery roads, but he's like, you know what, I need groceries. If I don't go to the grocery store, that means I will have no cream for my coffee in the morning. I can't do without coffee in the morning. So you know what, I'll drive at 10 kilometers an hour. It'll take me half an hour to get to the grocery store, but it doesn't matter, I'll go anyway. Because my coffee is important to me. Right? So he will he go? Is he determined? Have you done things like that in your life? You know, I wonder sometimes when people are walking outside in minus 30, taking the bus, going to school, why? Why do you do that? Don't you freeze? You know, don't your bodies hurt? Don't your toes hurt? How can you walk in that snow? How? How do you do that? Because when you gotta do it, you gotta do it. Why is it that you don't give up? Because your education, your work is important to you. So you see the difference in attitude? Who gives up? The one who's not determined. The one who does not have a goal. And who stays strong? Who? The person who's determined. The one who has a goal. Now some people, they live life as if they are driftwood. What is driftwood? Like a piece of wood floating in the water. And what happens to them? They're tossed by waves and currents of the day. They're tossed from one side to the other. One wave comes, takes them one way, another wave comes, takes them another way. Such people, they have no goal in life. They have no principles that they live by. These people are losers. Why? Because they're not acting on life, they're being acted on. Whatever happens, happens. It's easy, do it. It's difficult, leave it. The torrent is going one way, okay, go this way. It's going another way, okay, go this way. Life hits them like waves of the ocean as one event rolls into another or one rolls in after another. So one thing after the other happens and they're just drifting from one place to the other, one thing to another. Then there are winners, people who act upon life. They are not acted on. They attach themselves to meaningful purposes. They have some goal. And they hold on strong. They're not like driftwood that is just shifting from one side to the other. No, they are like a ship sailing in the sea through the storms, through the sunlight, through the night, through the day, through the cold and through the heat. They're going, going because they have a goal. Will they end up somewhere? Yes, they will. Life is not easy for anybody. But we have to see why am I living? What do I want? Where am I headed to? What is my destination? What do I want from this life that I'm living? Or am I just living because I'm living? I get up in the morning, I go to work, I make some money, I spend it, I become happy, I become sad, I go to parties, I spend the night awake, I sometimes pray, sometimes I don't, I do what people tell me, I buy what's on the flyers, that's it. This is what life is. What is this life going to bring? What meaning is it going to bring? So these are some important questions that we need to ask ourselves. How am I living? What am I doing? Do I want to get somewhere? What is my goal? Where do I want to go? What ends? What purposes are my choices leading me to? Is my life you know, meaningful? Or is it just going day after day, ending up in nothing? If we are clear about what we want, if we are clear about our goals, then come as it may, whether it's difficult or it is easy, we will reach our goal. Because when you have made a commitment with yourself, when you have decided that you want something, and you adopt a way, you adopt something in order to get there, and it gets difficult, you make it anyway. You do it anyway. So if you're clear in your goal, I want Jannah, I want nothing less than Jannah, and if that means I have to wear the hijab, then whether it's easy or difficult, I'm going to do it. This is my choice. This is my decision. If I'm wearing hijab because I want to please Allah, I want to make it to Jannah, Jannah is my goal, then come as it may, I'm going to wear my hijab. I'm not going to leave it. If my goal is Jannah, if my goal is that my meeting with Allah is good, then I have to fix my salah. Then whether it is easy or it is difficult, I will perform salah. If my goal is Jannah, then whatever Allah has commanded, whatever I'm learning about, then I have to do it, whether it's easy or it's difficult. Because that is what I'm willing to pay in order to get to my destination. That is what I'm willing to do in order to get to my destination. You know this very well. Nothing in life comes easy. Right? If you want a degree, if you want a career, do you just wake up one day and say, yeah, I want to be a doctor. So yeah, can I buy that degree from somewhere? No, you can't. Go write your tests. Try getting into med school. And then study through days and nights for years. And then hopefully you'll get something in your hand by which you can practice medicine. Right? Nothing comes easy. You have to pay the price. You have to spend the money. You have to sacrifice your days and your nights. How do we think Jannah is that easy? That Jannah, that home of eternity where every wish will be fulfilled? Where dream houses will be, castles will be. How do we think it's going to be easy? So remember, this life is going to be difficult. When a person begins to worship Allah, any act of ibadah, there will be difficulty. Whether that act of worship is simply a hijab on the head, it will be difficult. It's not easy. Who said it's easy? You will get the stairs, and people's attitude will change. Some people will show support. Others will mock and ridicule. But you know what? If that's what I have to pay, if that's what I have to give in order to get to Jannah, then it's worth it. Because Jannah is important to me. My Lord's approval matters to me. That is what I want. So some people, they just worship on the edge. They're not in fully. Something good happens, they continue. Something bad happens, they leave. And those who leave, those who give up, Allah says they are the losers. They're the losers. So enter into Islam wholeheartedly, with your mind, with your body, with your soul. And those who don't, those who leave, those who go away, they're only harming themselves. I was just thinking how sometimes people say they don't want to do something, Islam is easy, and this is hard. So if it's hard, then it's not. I shouldn't have to do it because Islam is easy. But the thing that they forget is that. Things are easy when you're doing them for the sake of Allah and you recognize that you'll be rewarded for all the you know, turmoil or the hardship you're going through. And in that you find an ease and like a, it helps you to get through the hardship. Exactly. Know? And I mean, think about it. People who make fun of you or people who don't get along with you, they need any excuse to make fun of you. If you wear hijab, they'll make fun of you. If you have your hair in a certain way, they'll make fun of you. You can't please them. You can't make them happy. So if it's not a test through hijab, it will be a test through something else. We will be tested. We will suffer. Might as well suffer in the way of Allah so that at least that suffering matters. It will bring some reward at the end. I mean, tell me. I'm just talking about hijab because that's the example that popped up in my head and it's just continuing. So people who don't wear the hijab, for example, I mean, you see all these fashion models, are they not criticized for their bodies? They're criticized for everything. The length of their lashes. Right? And the size of their curls. And everything. They're criticized. They're mocked at. Their makeup, their dress, their shoes, their sandals. Everything. You can't please people. You can only please Allah. You can only please Him. And Allah has told us how we can please Him. And there's no... Better way of living life than living in striving to attain His pleasure. That is worth it. Yadru the one who turns away. Allah says, Yadru. He calls upon min dunillahi other than Allah. Ma that which la doesn't harm him. Wa ma la and does not benefit him. Those who are called upon besides Allah. Those who are worshipped besides Allah. Those whom we prefer over Allah, whether it's the boss or the work or the career or anything, can they truly benefit us? Can they truly harm us? No, they cannot. Because ultimately, who benefits us? Who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, this is a part of our iman, that if all the people were to gather together to benefit us, they couldn't. Unless it is something that Allah had already decreed. And if all the people gathered together to harm us, they couldn't. Unless if it was something that Allah had already decreed. So nothing happens except with Allah's decision. People cannot harm us. They cannot benefit us. They're weak. يدعو مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا, يضره وما لا what a big loss it is that a person is fearing someone who cannot benefit them, fearing someone who cannot harm them. That is dalal, error. That is barid, that is extreme. Ba'id is that which is far, so far from destination, meaning extreme error. How will a person ever get what he wants? You see, if we're making dua to Allah for something, yes, Allah can give. But if we're making dua to something that doesn't even hear. Can we ever get what we want? Not possible. How can they give us? It is extreme error. But it's amazing how we despair so quickly of Allah's mercy when there are plenty of proofs to make us hopeful. Yet, how strong is our conviction in the creation? How heavily we rely upon the creation. When we have our hands up and we're making du'a to Allah, we have doubt in our heart. But when we're talking to people and we're asking them, we're so convinced that they can help us. We're so sure, which is why we keep begging, keep asking, keep asking. Because we're confident there. yad'u He calls upon. لَمَن شُولِهُ ضَرُّهُ His harm is أَقْرَبُ Closer من naf'i than his benefit. Those who call upon other than Allah, who are they calling upon? Those who harm more than they benefit. The harm is closer. Closer meaning more likely. And closer as in sooner. Than what? Than the benefit. Benefit meaning if there was any. There is no benefit that they can bring. But the harm is certain. The danger is certain. Because when a person calls upon other than Allah, he fears, relies upon other than Allah, what is he doing essentially? Shirk. The harm is guaranteed. The benefit? Maybe. Most likely not sal mawla Surely, how evil is the Mawla? sal ashir, And surely, how evil is the Ashir? Who is Mawla? Protector. Meaning, how pathetic is this thing whom they're calling upon? Can it even protect them? Can it help them? Can it save them? وَلَبِئْسَ ashir, And what a terrible Ashir. Who is Ashir? Ashir is from Ain Shindra, Ashira, relatives. Those who are close in relationship. And Rashid is also used for a companion, a friend, a fellow, someone with whom you mix your affairs with. You know, for instance, you share business or you share ideas, you have an intimate conversation with them, you have a friendship with them. This is who Rashid is. So what a terrible friend. What a terrible associate. Meaning how pathetic it is to be associated with a person or with a thing like this. So for instance, an idol. Or something other than Allah which is being relied upon. How sad. Can it even help you? Is it a friend to you? How? You know sometimes people are just dying to please their boss. They're living day in and day out to please their boss. They're working. Night and day. Over time. Why? Maybe they'll get a promotion. Maybe. Maybe. But that boss, does he care about you at all? He doesn't. All he wants is money and he's making a lot through you. Because you're desperate for some promotion and you're working so hard only to make him richer, what does he care about you? He doesn't. Wallabi Sarashir. Inna Allah, indeed Allah, Yudul Ladina Amanu. He will admit those who believe. وَعَمِلُ الصَّالِحَاتِ And those who do righteous deeds. He will admit them into جَنَّاتٍ Gardens. تَجْرِي مِن تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ Underneath which rivers flow. Why will He admit them into such a place? Because of their patience. Because of their being firm upon the truth. Because of their determination. Allah will reward them. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَفْعَلُ مَا يريد. Indeed Allah does whatsoever He wants. Nobody can cause failure to his plans man kana whoever there is yadhunnu he thinks if there is any person who thinks on that la yansuruhullah allah will never help him whoever thinks that allah will never help his messenger because in makkah the prophet sallallahu was facing a lot of persecution so whoever thinks that allah will never give victory to his messenger والآخرة, in this world and also in the hereafter then what should this person do فليمدود. then he should extend maddaya muddu is to extend he should extend bisababin with a rope ila sama to the sky meaning he should take a rope and try to get to the sky and when he gets to the sky summa dan he should cut off meaning he should cut off that rope and he should fall down and die meaning this person can exhaust all his efforts he can show his anger and his frustration in any way that he wants He can exhaust all his efforts. Hal does yudhiban it take away Kaiduhu, his Kaid, his plot, that which enrages him. Meaning he's very angry with Islam, with the Prophet. He doesn't want the name of Islam. He doesn't want success for the Prophet. Well, okay, go ahead, try your best. If you can try to reach the sky in anger and cut off the rope and Kill yourself basically. Give your whole life to the cause of stopping the mission of Islam. Go ahead and do it. Will you get somewhere? No. You see what is mentioned over here? بِسَبَبٍ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ ثُمَّ ليقطع. In other words, he should kill himself. He should give his whole life. He should dedicate his life to cause failure to Allah's plans. But will that get him somewhere? Abu Lahab. He spent his money You know, it's sad that poor guy, he was so arrogant, so proud, he spent his money, he ended his relationships, he did so much to try to stop the Prophet ﷺ, could he? Abu Jahl, he even went to war, he's the one who said, we're not going back, we are going to fight the Muslims, so they went for the Battle of Badr. He lost his life. Did that stop the mission of Islam? No, it didn't. So in other words, oh people, give up hope. Of what? Of any failure to Allah's religion. Allah will definitely help his messenger. In Surah Rafira fifty when Allah says, Inna dunya. Allah will definitely support his messengers and those who believe. In this life also Allah will help. Now this ayah can be understood in another way also. That man Whoever thinks that Allah will never help him. Meaning this person has despaired of Allah's help. So he's angry with Allah. He's angry with life. He has given up hope of Allah's aid, of Allah's help. Then such a person is challenged. That okay, go try kill yourself. If you kill yourself even, will that solve anything? Will that solve anything? It won't. Will that make the problems go away? No. So, oh foolish one, wake up. Getting angry with Allah's decisions, being upset with His decree, is going to get you nowhere. Accept it already. Accept Allah's decree. Showing frustration, running away from reality, resisting it, is going to get you nowhere. Inna the يَفْعَلُ مَا <يُريد> Because Allah does whatever He wants. So you understand the two meanings of this verse? What's the lesson in it? First of all, It is Allah's promise. He will aid His messenger. He will aid the believers. No force can stop it. No force can prevent. And secondly, what we learn is that a person must never, must never be upset with Allah's decisions. Whether those decisions are kawni or sharari. Whether they are matters pertaining to your life about your marriage or about your parents or about your life situation, your money, your job, your career, whatever it may be. Your health, where you were born, when you were born, whatever it may be. Or the things of the deen, the commands that Allah has given. Getting upset with Allah is going to get us nowhere. Because ultimately, who are we? Who are we? We are Allah's servants. وَكَذَلِكَ أَنزَلْنَاهُ آيَاتٍ and thus we have revealed it, meaning the Qur'an, as verses that are clear. وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يُرِيدُ Allah guides those who yuridu, Meaning those whom Allah wants to guide. And secondly, مَنْ يُريد, Meaning the one who wants guidance. Inna amanu, wal dina hadu, those who believe, those who became Jews, Was sabieen and the Sabians, wal-nasara, and the Christians, wal-majoos, and the fire worshippers, wal dina ashraku. And those who do shirk. Different, different people. Inna Allah, indeed Allah, yafsidu bayna yawm al-qiyamah. Indeed Allah will judge between them on the day of judgment. Inna Allah, ala shaheed. Indeed Allah is a witness over everything. Allah has sent guidance. People distorted it. People deviated from it. They formed into different groups. The reality will be exposed on the Day of Judgment. Everyone's reality will be exposed, including ours. Recitation. (laughs) وَمِنَ النَّاسِ
1: مَنْ يُجَادِلُ فِي اللَّهِ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ وَلَا هُدَىٰ وَلَا كِتَابٍ مُنِيرٍ فَانِيَعِقْ فِي لِيُضِلَّ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ هو في الدنيا خزي ونذيقه يوم القيامة عذاب الحريق ذلك بما قدمت يداك وأن الله ليس بظلام للعبد ومن الناس من يعبد الله على حرف فَإِنْ أَصَابَهُ خَيْرُ نِطُمَأَنَّ بِهِ وَإِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ فِتْنَةٌ اِنْقَلَبَ عَلَى وَجِهِهِ خَسِرَ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ ذَلِكَ هُوَ الْخُسْرَانُ الْمُبِينَ يدعو مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَضُرُهُ وَمَا لَا يَنْفَعُهُ ذلك هو الضلال البعيد يدعو the one who is the one who is the one ان الله يدخل الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات جنات تجري من تحتها الانهار ان الله يفعل ما يريد من كان يظن ان لين وره الله في الدنيا والاخره فليمدد بسبب الى السماء ثم يقطع فليمدد بسبب الى السماء ثم يقطع فالينظر هل يذهب نكيده ما يغيب وَكَذَلِكَ أَنزَلْنَاهُ آيَاتٍ بَيِّنَاتٍ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يُرِيدٍ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ هَادُوا وَالصَّابِئِنَ وَالنَّبِينَ النصارى والمجوس والذين اشركوا ان الله يفصل بينهم يوم القيامه ان الله على كل شيء شهيد